party people. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week on the show, I am joined by Jonathan Grack for a playthrough of his new game, Cut to the Chase, one of the role-playing games featured in the UNI two-player games anthology. Cut to the Chase is a game about, well, chases. It is specifically a fun, lightweight, easy-to-pick-up game about a hunter and their prey locked in pursuit until an inevitable clash. It can be played in any setting, genre, system. It is a great, fun little game that I really, really enjoyed, and I think that you should check it out. UNI is an anthology that I've mentioned before on the show, put together by friend of the show Lucian Khan, who designed a dead friend. It is a collection of 14 different two-player role-playing games, some of which we've played on the show before, some of which we will play in the future. It is an awesome anthology with some of the proceeds going to charity. I cannot recommend you pick up this anthology enough if you enjoy two-player role-playing games, which I have a gut feeling if you're listening to me say these words, you just might. You should pick it up. You can find more information about you and I and about Cut to the Chase in the show notes. Before we dive in, I have a really big announcement that I'm very excited about. On January 27th, that's in just a few weeks, Party of One will be hosting another live show as part of the Everything is Awesome Headstrong Comedy Festival. We will be part of a an, a killer lineup of shows at Thirsty Dice, the Board Game Cafe in Philadelphia. Uh, we are a part of an all-actual play lineup, including Party of One, Pod of Love, Heart Points, A Quest for Magic and Steel, Refugees of Esmeralda, and Full Belly Laughs. It's going to be a great lineup of shows that I am beyond excited about. I really hope you'll make it out to Thirsty Dice. That's January 27th, 2019. It's going to be a killer, killer day of shows. That raises money for a really good cause. The Headstrong Foundation uh, improves the lives of people dealing with cancer. Uh, If you can't make it to the show in person, I hope you'll head to bit.ly slash headstrongfest and consider making a donation. We're raising money for a good cause with some great live shows. I could not be more excited. And with that said, let's throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am sitting down with Jonathan Grack. Jonathan, thanks so much for coming on Party of One. Uh, Thanks for having me. So, real quick, at the top of the show, why don't you take a moment to let the uh, listeners at home know about any projects that you're working on, anything you might want them to know about, that sort of thing. Uh, Well, I just uh, finished to cut to the chase, and um, as a continuation of that project, I'm hiring some uh, gamers, designers, and writers to uh, create um, a bunch of scenarios for it, uh, just so that uh, it can be sort of done a little more quickly um it's a pretty mm-hmm. quick game anyway but sometimes i've seen people get stuck on just creating their scenarios and i thought it'd be interesting to see what type of scenarios different types of people come up with anyway so yeah that's that's um the continuation of the cut to the chase project and i'm looking forward to it and um if it goes well i would like to kickstart the whole thing in the new mm-hmm. year awesome that sounds really exciting i'm, I'm, I'm super excited i was i read the game and uh, well We'll, we'll talk th- more thoroughly about the game, but why don't you tell, take a moment to tell us about Cut to the Chase as well as where players can find it right now. Um, sure. Yep. So Cut to the Chase is a, a two-player game of chase, and um, it's it's meant to be sort of playable anywhere, anytime, uh, relatively short. It takes about an hour, uh, sometimes less, sometimes a little more. Um, and the setting is to be... Um, sort of created on the spot and there's a question mm-hmm. prompts that get you into it and um and hopefully it gives you um a feeling of that things are moving quickly and mm-hmm. that there's there's going to be like big consequences in the end um it feels like a chase basically yeah, you yeah, want yeah. you want it to kind of capture that kind of big chase energy yeah exactly yeah and so yeah the initial um uh the first thing that kind of got me onto this was a, a tv show called man tracker i'm not sure if you're familiar with it um but it, uh, it i'm not it's basically yeah, a guy in a horse with a, a mm-hmm. with a tracker helper chases down to typically city folk you know thrown into the wilderness and okay. they have a, a goal and basically the tracker is supposed to get them before they get there um so it sort of started with that and then it sort of developed into hey like how do you play out you know any chase that sort of exists in our our uh, worlds as we know it i love it and i i love a good chase scene and i think it's something that like i know a lot of games i've played have kind of struggled with so i'm i'm excited to kind of play this out and get a feel for how it recreates sort of the uh the the sort of narrative beats of a chase scene i'm really kind of excited to get into it yeah awesome so why don't we uh so why don't we go ahead and dive in yeah okay so i'll throw it to you do you you have any ideas in mind about you know sort of what you wanted to do with regards to 
uh, a chase. Yeah, I was thinking, I mean, obviously, I, I, I'm, I'm open to whatever, but I was definitely the two kind of avenues, or I guess kind of the three avenues that I, were, I was thinking of going was like either something kind of slapsticky and cartoony, mm-hmm. something kind of like action movie-esque, you know, cops and robbers or or like a car chase type situation or straight up a horror movie with a monster chasing an impressionable teen. Oh, an impression. Those were kind of the three, <laughs> the three ideas. Do one of those ideas jump out at you? Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So if we go like a an action movie, if we start with something mm-hmm. like that, um, an interesting idea that uh, uh, someone proposed to me, although I haven't had a chance to play it, was um, a time time traveling chase um which is oh my god i really like time traveling chase can we can we can we do time traveling chase yeah okay so i there's one more thing that that makes it even more intense um chasing yourself oh my goodness yes good okay so is that how we want to go with this yeah i'm down down with that okay so um I, I, I know there's a specific movie that does this, and I, I'm not sure. Um, I know Bruce Willis is in it. I can't remember the other guy. Uh, it's uh, Looper with Joseph yeah, Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. And so I'm not familiar with that concept, So, but I would like to avoid that if we can. It's something yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so I have an immediate pitch. Okay. My immediate pitch is that one of us, uh, the younger version there's a there's a Justice League episode that I really like that I kind of riffs on this a little bit where like a younger version of a character causes a global catastrophe and the older version has to like basically send another person back in time to stop it. And I would kind of love it if like basically kind of like an old supervillain has to go back in time and like chase down himself or herself or themselves before they cause this like global catastrophe. So in the one universe, the the catastrophe has has happened, but in in the other universe, yeah. Okay. It's like Terminators are on the, like, you know, we get that opening shot of Terminator and then it's like, I can go back and fix this by not inventing the Terminator. Right. And then it's just old, old me is chasing down, is chasing down like past me throughout time to be like, you have to stop this. So is the, like, is, is the, um, so that would make the, the young the young person, the um, the prey. Now, are they yes. like an up and comer in the sort of the villain world or something like that, or like how how are they sort of like what's what is it about them that like what are they? I guess what's their motivation? Um, I think that this is their big break. Like this is they. I think they've been down and out for a long time. Mm-hmm. And this is, and whatever, whatever plan they're like about to push the big red button on. Yeah. Is their like grand masterpiece. And they're like, this is what's finally going to get people's attention and finally like put me on the Justice League's level of super villainy. Okay. And forget about what the big bad thing is, but does it Mm -hmm. work in that moment? Or is it a failure from the beginning? I think it, I feel like it's got to work, right? I feel like it's got to work almost too well and like goes from i'm gonna rob a bank or like i'm gonna like steal the world supply of gold to oh god i've shut down all of the earth's electricity right okay and um and i guess i just to to clarify but like like Mm -hmm. time travel is a thing like it's it's something we both have access to um like hunter and prey and that way we can sort of jump around and 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 be chasing um, but is it so common that, you know, it's it's widely used in the world, do you think? Or is it just um, hmm. it less less so than that? What do you think is more interesting? Um, I think we can gloss over it in a lot of ways, but I think that mm-hmm. it just depends on how we how it plays out. So I think we can just say that we have access to it. It could be one of our yeah. supervillain things, you know, that we're sort of aware and uh, um, able to do this in in a relatively easy way. Um, But maybe it's not, you know, well-known throughout the world. Yeah, I'm kind of almost thinking, I mean, if it's, if we're going, if we're thinking sort of super villainous, it would make, it would make a lot of sense if A, it was like our, our villainous power and B, like maybe it was, 
if we both have access to it and one of us has sort of caused this global catastrophe, maybe the catastrophe itself is time travel themed. You know, you step on a butterfly and the butterfly effect happens. So maybe it's that, like, I'm about to steal, like, something really valuable, but in doing so, like, it's going to set off this chain reaction that's going to, like, cause the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So we have, um... So, okay, now what uh, character do you want to play? Like we we've done a lot of building mm-hmm. for the prey, and we'll have, we'll have to do a little bit for the hunter, and and to so they figure out you know maybe roughly what this apocalypse is or why it's bad for you know mm-hmm. me specifically because you know we're we're not good and bad things right. are sort of our thing. So why is it bad for me specifically? Um, or the 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 character. Do you have a preference for hunter or prey? Because I could kind of go either way with it. So sometimes. Um, uh, the way this is going to be uh, interesting because I've I've never really played something like this uh, because mm-hmm. it there's no reason for us to follow each other directly. It's it's kind of interesting. Um, like we neither of us has to take the exact same path to where the other person is. And I, I think just to add on to the sort of like excitement of it that it's time and space travel. So we oh, could, for sure yeah yeah yeah. Um, but but something I've seen happen um, is the sometimes the person who plays the hunter, they sort of start each round with their prompts and creating the setting. So sometimes I've seen, especially with new players, playing the hunter is a little bit of a harder position to play. But okay. I don't really think of you that way. So I, like I could be wrong. But but yeah, like if you think that you might have trouble sort of just thinking of a situation on the fly that you want to drop the prey into, then then maybe it'd be easier for you to be the, the prey itself. Otherwise, you know, it's wide open either way. I, I think in that case, I think being the hunter might feel a little more comfortable for me because I can kind of visualize how to sort of set up, how to sort of structure it as a chase and how to make this sort of chase-esque yeah, cool. With the infinite nature of time and space. Like, I have a pretty clear idea of how I how like I can see that working. So in that case, I think doing me being the hunter is probably probably the more comfortable position to be. in. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, I like that. Uh, OK, so uh, we're just kind of going through the, the prompts here. So we kind of covered the prey. Uh, who? What are you? Um, and why are you on the run? Well, I think so. Why am I on the run? At some point, the, this is sort of interest in, in the whole way that time works, but we don't have to jump into that. So um, I was made aware that someone was was on the hunt for me. And, mm-hmm. and this was shortly after the, the, the effects started happening from our actions. And, and mm-hmm. um, but not far from like the fullest extent of that and so now you know i just someone's hunting after me and i know that based because of uh i i just caught wind of it and, and um maybe it's that like i i appear like so uh, if i can set a scene i think i have a, a good idea like a good way to start things off and kind of kickstart why you're on the run and get things moving in that regard okay so um let, let's just uh I guess, okay, so I'm just going through some of the other questions, and I don't want to sure. forget about them before we sure, start sure. playing. Um, so the environment is everything and anything in this case. We're going to be jumping mm-hmm. all over the place, so we don't really have to dive into that. Um, and same with the one specific time period. And then, uh, but we might want to touch, and maybe this will happen in your scenario. Um, who are you, and what is your connection to the prey? And I guess the main thing is, why are you chasing them? So maybe if you sort of answer all that. Um, something else, okay. So are there specific landmarks we want to include? Hmm, I feel like it's time travel. So I, I, I would like a lot of like, I would like to capital that L, capitalize that L in landmark. Okay. And sort of make it that like, the landmarks that I want to include are kind of the big picture like, if we're time traveling, then if we're time and space traveling, if we're Doctor Whoing it, I want, I want to have every kind of scene anchored around a big, elaborate, overly ornate set piece. Cool. So it's not just that we're in a city; it is that we are in, you know, Paris, and the Eiffel Tower is right there. Right. Um. And is there anything? 
uh, time, place uh, that has any special meaning to the characters. Hmm. And they could be no, like it could just be, you know, that's that we don't have to use every question in here. Are we? I, I, I think the only place that I would probably propose because it's very, it's very kind of classic super villainish is like our childhood home probably has some kind of significance. Okay. Um, that feels very like, that feels very, you know, Dr. Doom screaming about his family. <laughs> yeah okay and okay so our home and uh do we want to just leave it at that or do we want to get into what that place is uh, i think we can kind of leave it at that okay. for now and um so i think i just know there's a time traveler after me mm-hmm. and um i'm gonna throw a um I'm gonna throw uh, a, an end an end game for for my character. Okay. Um, and it's just uh, since I know it's a time traveler chasing me, there's like a a certain place uh, where if I get to, I can uh, negate your time traveling ability mm-hmm. or or your ability to follow me. I think, and and that's my mm-hmm. end goal is to get to this. Um, maybe it's a like a man made thing where it sort of distorts. Um, your your time signature or something like that and at Mm -hmm. that point you know i can't be followed anymore all right yeah i like that yeah okay now throw me hit me with this uh so okay i i guess um are you so there's uh different actions that each each character can take Mm -hmm. and um i i honestly i forget these regularly and so i i typically have to have these open for myself yeah, and um, and then also there's kind of like a bit of a play sheet, um, and actually, um, I'm trying to think of which. Yeah, you may not have that exactly, or no, you'd have that. Anyway, there's just a place to track the the, the separation, um, which I can do if you want. Yeah, that's probably fine. Okay, then when we roll, we'll just call out what we rolled. And are, yeah. are you relatively? You understand the rolling uh, mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So just for everyone listening, um, if we roll a six, we get a, a success. Um, basically, we get what we want, and and each action has a different outcome for their success. And then if we roll a four or a five on two d six, we get uh, progress, and each action has its own progress result. And then if we roll a three or less on two d six, then um, we get. Uh, a failure, and again, each action has its own um, result from that failure. So let's. I guess the last thing is is we should probably is we should lay out like who we are since we're both the same person. Who we are. I know why why I am chasing you is I'm chasing you because I think it's that you stole you you were in the process of stealing something immensely valuable. Let's go. Let's go full science fiction apocalypse and and imminent arrest and say that like in you know the day after tomorrow, the, the they have they have finally like isolated the god particle. They've they finally like smashed together the hadron collider and they've got they've got evidence. You know they are they're about to create it, and you appear and steal it. Right, because we can do that. Yeah, because you've you've leapt in from the past or the future or from next door. You leap in and steal it. Yeah. Okay. And um, what is the beginning time? Are we talking like you know current, like our time now? Yeah, I think it's like it's it's the it's the superhero equivalent of like meanwhile. Right. Yeah. So I steal this thing, and mm-hmm. um. But I, I think for the this to make sense, I haven't used it yet because yeah. I, I don't know what this bad thing is going to happen, right? Well, uh, yeah, yeah, and I, I, I think, yeah, I, it, yes, you, you've stolen it, you haven't used it yet, or even, maybe it's even the act of stealing it is what like triggers this. So you appear to like snatch it or to like steal it with your with your with your cosmic grabber or your mechanical grabber claw or however you steal this, 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 you know, immensely radioactive particle. Yeah. 
and I appear and immediately tackle you because stealing it will unleash radiation across the world, turning people into radioactive super mutants. We will be tracked down by the Hero Society. The Hero Society will put us in super jail. It's too much heat. It doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. So I've tackled you to be like, no, you can't allow this. But because I am just sort of appearing and tackling you, you have, de- you have been like, oh, well, there's another time traveler chasing me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, so that's that's the, the scene as it is then. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that's kind of where we where we start off the chase is we're both just leaping after each other as I'm like, no, stop. You need to talk. And you're like, get away from me, yeah. you creep. <laughs> um it's funny if i i don't recognize you mm-hmm. yeah yeah um so i'm like i gotta get out of there there this mm-hmm. place is heavily guarded so not only do i have to get away from you uh but i have to get away in general um and so i think um you know, I see a hallway and uh, I need a couple of seconds just to sort of activate my my time travel uh, mm-hmm. mechanism. And um, I, I jump in to uh, I, I jump and run down this hallway and um, I pull up my wrist device. That's my time travel thing. And then mm-hmm. I, I, I type something in and um, there's the typical flash. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm I've moved to i think um i think maybe i've gone back to like 1920s and uh somewhere in um maybe new york and and um i've i find myself in an alleyway and uh i'm going to cut down that alleyway and uh basically hide out there and i'm trying to not hide out but but try to um obfuscate my trail and i'm trying to Mm -hmm. just think fast which is hopefully going to give you a penalty on your next roll okay um yeah and so yeah i'm gonna give that a go and uh, (laughs) that was a fail i rolled a one and a three and um the results of that is i lose a resource uh yeah so i think i i I basically I'm, i'm running down this uh alley uh, hoping to sort of become uh, lose your um, get you to lose the trail, and um, I I drop something that really doesn't match the the setting. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a, it's like a cell phone, and and, uh, <laughs> and I keep running. I don't know what's there, but it's way out of place, and it totally gives me away. Uh, Good, I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, and um, yeah, so I lose a resource for that. I only have two to start, so I'm down to one. And and then so you, um, I think you notice my, um, you are able to detect the, the time signal and, and you follow it directly mm-hmm. and find yourself in 1920s New York and... Um, mm-hmm. Big shot of big shot of the recently constructed Empire State Building. Absolutely, yeah. And I'm glad you know what's in 1920s New York because I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, and um, and yeah. So from the top of the Empire State Building, and you pan down, and then down the the one of the main main roads, and then to this uh, alleyway that's just sort of cuts off the side of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the cell phone is sitting there, and you're like, duh, yeah. And um, yeah, you find yourself there, and and I'm I'm sort of I've taken taken off down the down the alley, uh, out of your right. sight, but you know, you're on the trail. So I'm now gonna describe my action, choose an action, and roll for the outcome. Yeah, I think I'm gonna directly. I think I'm gonna. No, I'm definitely gonna plan ahead. Awesome. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take a step back and say, what would I do in this situation? Because. Because that is exactly what you will have done. Because it will have been what I would have done in this right. situation. Right, and it's like the ultimate insight, right? Like, it, mm-hmm. it's so cool. <laughs> so I'm going to yeah. roll. So yeah, I'm standing back and I'm like, if I if I were being chased, what would I do? Right. And I rolled a two and a five on my plan ahead roll, which is a success, which is a progress. Yeah. Yeah, which is progress. 
So I've made progress, which means I get to lower separation by one at the start of at the start of praise next action. Yeah. And I and I and I lose one resource. Yeah. And it it's kind of funny. I find this happens often with me and other people that play, but we forget to use our resources mm-hmm. <laughs> to give ourselves the advantage. Uh, like for me, I would have had a success, and you would have, I would have had a progress, and you would have had success if we had both used them. The this is uh, I, I really like planned ahead, and so mm-hmm. um, when you throw the scene in front of me next, it's um, you get to sort of add something to it, right? I, I think that's mm-hmm. really cool. Um, but um, yeah, so we'll we'll finish off the round and. Um, uh, it starts at two separation, and I didn't um, add any, and you didn't uh, subtract any in the first round. So we're down to to one, mm-hmm. and then it's going to be immediately minus one at the beginning of the next round. All right. Um, so we're so we're into round two, and um, and yeah, and, and it's it's uh, going into the next round, it, describing the next scene. It it could be whatever you know here mm-hmm. or you can just say that i you know have gone somewhere else or whatever yeah i think so so uh i'm losing a resource so i think what happens is like i go to pull up my phone and realize that you dropped your phone which means that i have never had my phone <laughs> like because i'm just like what Am I? oh of course i'm now phoneless <laughs> yeah. and because of that like I, I start to think and i'm like so who would who could i contact that I can't contact by phone, text, email. I know. And we, we stay in New York, but we get like a sweeping circle shot. And like people in suits walking by turn into people like the suits grow shoulder pads. Hair gets very poofy. And the music changes from jazz to uh, like underground hip hop as we pan around into 1980s New York. <laughs> okay. Where you are going to meet one of your earliest confidants. Nice. I realize we never gave ourselves a name. May I propose Dr. Clock Tower? Dr. Clock Tower. Okay, awesome. So Dr. Clock Tower. And we've had that name for a while. Yeah. Dr. Clock Tower is our supervillain name. You are going to meet. Tell me about the confidant, the, the super villain or evil confidant that you were going to meet that you became friends with and you worked together in like the late 80s. Um, so this would be um, in the super villain world. I think this would be um, Miss Spider. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, she's just it, it, you would think that it has something to do with climbing walls or whatever, but it, it's not that it's just that she has her hands in everything. And she it seems like she has, you know eight hands eight different hands doing different things mm-hmm. and so yeah like i'm coming to this person and um you know we've we've worked together before and we have a good relationship and i'm thinking like yeah this is this person's gonna help me out mm-hmm. uh, that's very good yeah and uh yeah but but um you planned ahead so you got to her first right mm-hmm. and what what was that so I'm like, okay, so, okay, we'll just play it out. So, um, yeah, so I come to Miss Spider and I'm like, I need you to cover my trail for me. Um, and I, I don't know who's after me, but someone is. And I, I just, I need you to do me this solid. And I think that she like leans back. She's got the cigarette in the long holder. Oh, nice. She's got a whole, she's got a very, I'm picturing a very Debbie Harry aesthetic because we're in the eight, in the eighties in New York. Yeah. Yeah. So she's very like, she's very like ephemeral as she kind of leans back cigarette in the big tube and she pulls back, you know, spiders in mythology are tricksters and to try and fool a trickster is bold. I'll give you that foolish, but bold. At which point we pan over slightly, at which point we flash back moments beforehand to me appearing in Miss Spider's, uh, in Miss Spider's lair and being like, here's the situation. Someone has stolen my wrist mounted, uh, my wrist mounted time teleporter. Nice. I suspect that they will be, I suspect that they will be appearing to you shortly and trying to steal my identity. You cannot believe them. 
no matter what you do, you cannot believe them for what has happened. <laughs> so we flash back. He's like, so yes, you are the young identity thief that is trying to catfish my good friend, Dr. Uh, Clock Tower, yes? Uh, what? No, it's me. I... We've... Oh, yes, it's me. It's Dr. Clock Tower. Of course, of course. I appreciate you committing to the lie. Yeah, and I think at this point, like, I'm like, ah, no, I can't. Ah, and I, I just I'm sort of picturing what's happening here. And then so I'm uh, I'm looking to, to get out. And um, mm-hmm. I think, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I say, it's, uh, I can't believe he got on to me so quickly. And um, I think maybe I still am not sure that it's me following me. Mm-hmm. And uh, but, you know, time travel is a thing that not a lot of people have. And yeah. and. Um, yeah, so I. I bolt away and um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to outrun you now. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm really worried that you know you're you sort of know what I'm about, and so this is just like a a, a panicked like I gotta I gotta run, and and so I think what um, at least on what what's my mind to do is do like a, a series of like quick jumps through multiple uh, places and times mm-hmm. just to sort of just to sort of get get ahead, and oh, yeah, and actually sure. yeah I think I'm gonna call this yeah instead of. Um, uh, I was going to do outrun, but I'm going to do mislead. And so, yeah, I'm going to do okay. a, a multiple time jumps through multiple places in, in an attempt to mislead you and hopefully have you lose my trail. I like it. Yeah. I love it. And, and um, I think that I have this device that I invented that that sort of it, it's like a randomizer. And it's just like mm-hmm. it, it, it's to avoid uh, predictability. And so I use this device to help me uh, to avoid uh, to help avoid you following. So I'm going to mm-hmm. call that my resource to do to, to this to give me a plus one. And roll. Okay, I rolled a four, so five, so progress. Um, in this case, uh, mislead. So I get a plus one separation. Um, the hunter's misled, but you get plus one on your next roll. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't quite do a good job, a good enough job. So you, you get a little okay. advantage on when you roll. I know how you think because it's how I think. Yeah, exactly. And then so, um, so you see young me uh, jumping through. I think it's like, it goes from New York to like uh, Arctic Canada in, in, uh, but it's in the future, and there's mm-hmm. like way less sea ice, and it's mm-hmm. there's like a um, it's, it's water world. It's Kevin Costner's yeah, water yeah, world. Yeah, there's like a metropolis up around. in the northern Canada, and then it's like jump back in time to to uh, ancient Egypt, of course, because we need to see the pyramids being built, and then it's yeah. it's jump forward in time, and it's like the French Revolution, and uh, and then. Um, yeah, I think we leave it uh, eh, where you finally uh, follow me to, where you're kind of like, I, I think mm-hmm. he's, I think I'm, I'm getting there, and uh, it's, um, I think it's in uh, in Japan. In, um, I'm not sure I'm going to get the time frame right, but I'm thinking like samurais and, and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. feudal rule. So like, I think that's around the 1700s or something like that. Feudal, feudal Japan. Yeah, sure. feudal Japan. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Yeah. And then so that's where you find yourself um, sort of uh, and, and you're you're close to getting back on track. Uh, but yeah, you find yourself there. And I think maybe more specifically, um, you're in um, on kind of on a mountain mountainside and sort of overlooking uh, a, a lush green valley. And you're mm-hmm. and in your mind, you're like, I I know he came through here. Just where did he go? I look around. and I'm like, this is too familiar. I know this valley too well. I spent time in this valley. 
And I, I, I think what I'm doing, I think, uh, so yeah, I've been misled, right? Like yeah. I've gone, I've been, I've spent a lot. I think what happens is like, I, because be, if, if we're leaning into this and, and, and we're Doctor Whoing it up, I think what has happened is like, I have inadvertently like had to solve like minor crimes and things in all of the places that I've gone to. So we've sort of filled in sort of the mid-season episodes of our little chase with me being like, now I'm in France. Guess I have to raid the Bastille. And so like I've 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 been I've been slowed down by virtue of I've had to like fix history in a lot of individual ways. Yeah. So now I have to find the trail again. I'm back. I'm in Japan. I am I am looking around. I am I am utterly lost. I am exhausted. My 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 superhero outfit is burned up. You know, my cape is fringed at the edges or singed at the edges. And I'm just trying to close my eyes and say, "Where did I go from here?" And so like it's a lot of me wandering through villages and like, you know, trying to keep my head low dressing in period clothing and like walking around like where could i have gone and then i think i'm going to i have my wrist mounted teleportation device i can check i can check its use records <laughs> and see where where like i have pre where it has been leapt to recently because <laughs> technically it is the same device so the use records will be the same yep so i look at it and that is how I'm going to make up for the. I'm going to add a, another. I'm going to add a plus one to that, which gives me a total of a plus two. Oh, sorry. Uh, not, there's no. Um, I oh, should have no been stacking? clear. There's no stacking. Um, okay, but you don't. Then, I, you, then I'm not going to. Yeah. Then I'm not going to worry about my wrist-mounted yeah. teleporter. I'll save that for a later chase. Yeah. So since I have a plus one, I got a five and a two, which means I get a six, which means I have success. I am back on track. You betcha. I think. Um, so I think what happens is I see, like, I, I, I think I see, I think I hear tell of a robbery, like some, some precious artifact has been stolen, and I think back and I'm like, oh yeah, I do own that. I do own that vase. That is a thing that's in my apartment. That was probably me. Yeah. Okay. And so um, the way this goes, I st- we started at two separation, um, mm-hmm. and uh, even with the 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 um me gaining a separation there in the second round um we're we're down to zero by the end of this round okay um and so the next scene is a clash uh so round three starts and and now all the rounds are just clashes um Mm -hmm. until you catch me um or if in the fourth round i get away then then i'm i'm gone okay so now now we're in the clash scene in round three here um, and so now, so, so yeah, you've figured it out. You, you know where I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so where, where do we come face to face? Uh, I think we come face to face in, um, I think it's going to be an alien spaceship because we're going time and space. And yeah. I, want, I, I, I think that's like a cool space, like. The real, real Star Warsing it up, right? Yeah. Like they're in the big, the big bridge of a ship. You've like teleported here because you're like, no one will think to find me here. Yeah. Time is easy. Space is much trickier. Yeah. And then I step out of the shadows and say, like, it's a brilliant move. It's a shame you're dealing with a brilliant opponent. And um. And then, then I realize, and I'm like, of course. Of course, it had to be you. But why? We we got it. We, we've we've come so close, and um, really, I don't care uh, why. I'm I'm just trying to distract you, mm-hmm. and um, I'm I'm trying to either get you to monologue or or to uh, just sort of like take your eyes off me for a split second so I can can jump elsewhere. And uh, like I start to monologue, but as I'm monologuing, I'm like fiddling with with my wrist mounted device to basically try and like jam your signal. Right. Yeah. Since we're both we're both just it's both it's both of us are just plans within plans yeah. within schemes within schemes, and I real I love it. Totally. Okay. Um, and uh, on this roll, uh, we uh, get 
go highest against highest and then mm-hmm. lowest against lowest and a tie goes to me. A tie on both of them goes to me. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. I got a six. I got a. I got a five. Okay. So that's. So I. I am able to do um, what I need to for this round. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. And so your your monologue, and I'm like yes, and and I I feel like you know I got you distracted enough, but then I see you start re- going for your your uh, risk control device and I'm like, oh no, he's and he's gonna uh, he's trying to block me and I'm so I'm like, no, like this isn't gonna happen. And uh, and I'm able to get out of there. And uh, mm-hmm. um yeah, like the the next step is uh, I jump to pre like Jurassic era dinosaurs and everything. Uh, Mm -hmm. so it's middle of the jungle. And as I look around, um, there's, you know, various dinosaurs and, and, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's that, but yeah, I don't lose you. It's, it's, we just jump right into another clash. Yeah. I think, I think, I think what happens is I'm fiddling with my wrist mounted device and like when you hit it, Like, I'm not quite done yet, but it has linked our devices enough that I immediately appear there as well. Right. Shaken, unnerved, and misled, for sure, but like, huh? Huh? (laughs) Very tricky, old friend. (laughs) And I I kind of chuckle, too, and it's like, and, you know, I make a comment about, I I think you're the old one here. (laughs) A fair point. (laughs) Yeah, and, um... In this case, yeah, I'm just like I there's I know my next place to go. And um I thought that I would I would have more distance between us before I got there. Um mm-hmm. but no. And and um I feel like to get where I need to go, the only way to do that is is to go through you or take you out. And yep. so like my idea is just to to tackle you, knock you out, whatever I can do. And I think I think yeah, I think I think as you're doing that, I have taken out like, I've taken out like a stun ray and I'm like, I'm, I'm bringing like, you're going, you won't remember this. It will be fine. You'll wake up in your bed having failed to steal the God particle. It'll be fine. I promise. (laughs) Perfect. All right. One more roll here. Okay. I got a five. I got a six. Okay. So you winner. And uh, in this case, you get you get the conclusion. That's what you win. And I think what happens is, yeah, I think like we fight and like the um, the stun ray goes wild. It falls into a tar pit. <laughs> but it, like we're fighting and we're clashing over over wristbands. And as we're wrestling, we start we start, you know, the 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 wrist, the, the wrist control mechanisms start going wild and we appear we start like super quick flashing through a montage of every other historical set that we've got, every set in the back lot that we're trying to run through, and we finally like crash into like into our childhood home where I'm just like, look at look at look at this. Listen to me. You can't do this. I all I need is a moment to talk to you. Criminal mastermind to criminal mastermind. And, uh, and so I'm like, fine, talk. You, you know how important this is. I don't understand what you could have to say that would change this, but talk. It's, I know that this is our big break, but understand that if you take that particle, imagine an entire planet of irradiated in super-powered beings that could crush this device in their hands. Imagine an apocalypse. Imagine a planet of Godzillas. Of all sizes. Of small, large, everywhere in between. Do you think one little time travel device is going to, is gonna, is going to help us stand out in that? Because I can tell you from experience that you are outmatched and outgunned in the future. And, uh, yeah, I'm not sure I buy it. 
in my mind, you know, it's, it's just, you know, when, when you can't see that. And I think to myself, knowing the position that I'm in, that I can't go forward with this as it is. And I've lost all um, ability to, to obtain this thing now. And I think as that's happening, I'm starting to burn away as, as, as the, the future is now no longer coming. And I'm like, there will be a million jobs. Remember this. 47, 18, 3. You'll get your big break. You'll reap in your millions and you will change the face of supervillainy. 47, 18, 3. And as you're fading away, I'm repeating it. 47, 18, 3. Pretty pissed off at the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I think like, the last thing that we see as you kind of flash back, you know, the, the botched, you know, the media is making a big deal about like the botched robbery of the God particle. And then in lighter news, uh, in lighter news, the, the Queen of England has announced has uh, announced the moving of an incredible of an incredible treasure. The world's largest diamond is being moved into a top secret bank vault somewhere in a somewhere in London, you know, a, a, an undisclosed location. And uh, yeah, the numbers start clicking and my brain starts whirring. We fade out, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the closing note is it's just. Yeah. Is we, we get that news report and then we get a shot of your like a close up on your eyes and you just hear that echo of like, you will have your moment. There yeah. will be other jobs. Awesome. And that's game. Awesome. That was super, super fun. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. It's it's sort of um, I don't know. I'm. I don't know. I liked it. I, I should ask you, what did you think of it? I had, a, I had a ton of fun. I think it's, I like the way that it has a lot of options and I like the way that it sort of forth, it captures that feeling of like closing in on each other. Mm-hmm. That sort of, that sort of like intensity of like oncoming conflict. I, I really like the way that it plays that up. And I think it's really, it's a tight little game and I can really actually see myself playing this on top of other games because it's easy enough to kind of learn and teach that like I could see dropping this into like a game of dungeon world or something like that, where I'm just like, okay, you're going to chase this thing. We're going to bust this out. Yeah. That's it's exciting to me Uh, to be honest. And this is my first essentially complete game design. And it's exciting to me when people are excited or or Mm -hmm. happy or, you know, they had a good play, but it's also exciting to me when I play another game and it works Mm -hmm. again. Like that seems like a really weird thing to say, but like it just, Oh, it, it actually is a game and it's continued. It works, (laughs) but it's, I I know that feeling very, very well. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, and this was a lot of fun and uh, I'm, I'm happy to, to have done this. Um, I'm super happy. Yeah. And we didn't really talk about this in, I, I kind of, you, you asked me to, say where you could find it and then i Mm -hmm. i kind of ignored that question um but it's all fun it's all good yeah it's available in um you and i role playing games for two uh which you can currently find on drive through rpg Mm -hmm. yeah it's a great collection of two-player role-playing games that i i am a huge supporter of this is one of many of the games that you'll be hearing on the show in the near future um and so real quick before we wrap up where can people find you online um I don't have a lot of places. You can you can check out my stuff at um, mongreltabletopgames.com or at mongrelgames on Twitter. And those are, I'm somewhat active on Twitter, although not crazy. Sure. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was a delight. And now I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future me. Thanks, Bassamy. And thanks again to Jonathan for coming onto the show. That game was a delight. Be sure to check out Cut to the Chase, as well as all of the other killer, killer role-playing games. I've said killer like 14 times in this episode, but I don't care. Check out all of the amazing games available in the UNI two-player games anthology, a link to which can be found in the show notes. Also, be sure to follow Jonathan on Twitter, at Mongrel Games. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Then like the show at Facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. And join our Discord community at bit.ly slash Party of One Discord. 
If you enjoy the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review. iTunes reviews are really, really helpful in boosting our signal and helping us new find new listeners and do bigger, better, and cooler things. Speaking of iTunes reviews, after hearing about some other podcasts doing similar things, uh, most notably Autonomic, which on an unrelated note is spectacular and you should be listening to it. But anyway, I'm trying something new, which is uh, content rewards for iTunes reviews. Basically, if you've been thinking about an iTunes review and you haven't just gotten around to it yet, allow me to encourage you by saying we are currently at 31 iTunes reviews, looking at my numbers right now. If we get to 50 of them, we will do an episode live on Twitch with audience participation. It'll be a big, cool thing, and I hope that you'll check it out. You can also leave us uh, some love on social media or just tell a friend about the show, anything to help us grow bigger and do bigger, better, and cooler things. If you enjoy the show and want to help support me personally and all the podcasting, game design, and other weird things that I do, you can check out patreon.com slash jeffstormer, get early access to podcasts and games, check out uh, community help resources, all sorts of cool stuff. And if you listened to the episode and thought, God, I just wish I had more Jeff Stormer in my day, well, good news, let me tell you about all my fantasy children. All My Fantasy Children is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast powered by you. Every week, my best friend Aaron Catano, Saez, and I take a listener-submitted prompt and spin it into an original fantasy character, populating a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop Fridays at allmyfantasychildren.com. Party of One is, as always, produced and edited by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lies by Megaran, featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you're interested in coming out of the show or about inquiring about advertising opportunities, shoot me an email at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody.